Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Welcome to Cavs HQ presented by Sherwin-Williams. Thank you for joining us on Fox Sports Ohio and the First Energy Cleveland Cavaliers Radio Network. Now, here are your hosts, John Michael and Rafa Hernandez-Brito. Hey there, everyone, and welcome to Cavs HQ, presented by uh, Sherwin-Williams. John Michael alongside the Spanish voice of the Cavaliers, Rafa Hernandez-Brito, coming to you from our uh, studio here inside Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. Packed show, good to see you. How are you? I'm doing Excellent, actually. We're actually rooting for that Emmy next season for, with this show, for sure. We we have really thrown the budget out the yeah, window and getting a, everybody. Yeah, I wouldn't put all the eggs in the one basket here, but, <laughs> but we'll see how that works out. We do have a packed show. Great yeah. show. I'm, I'm excited about it. First half of the show, Lamar Stevens, rookie out of Penn State, who in December was trying to make a ball club. In February, he's now a critical piece of that Cavs bench, and what a what a nice job he's done. You know, an aggressive young man and a, a, a engaging young man, as you're going to see as well here uh, in the upcoming segment. But uh, great to catch up with him. It's kind of like a get to know Lamar Stevens, one of the guys that we really didn't know anything about, and now we get to know. He's not only a, a book writer; he's also he has an excellent grandmother, a big fan <laughs> of basketball. You'll get to know Lamar Stevens a lot better now. No question. One of the Cavs' two-way players, yes. which means for those of you a little bit newer to the NBA, it's a two-way contract, the NBA, and also with the Cavs' NBA G League affiliate in Canton. So, uh, hey, great stuff out of Lamar. Second half, co-founder of Knocking Point Wines, Andrew Harding. And Knocking Point, now the official wine of the Cleveland Cavaliers. And after that, uh, I mean... Rafa, by the way, for those who aren't as familiar with the background of this particular <laughs> gentleman, he's done a lot of things. He's done World Series, he's done Super Bowls, but in a past profession. My not beginnings. Really, not really profession. I think it was my beginnings. I was in the combat sports. Yes, business. he was into he was into <laughs> combat sports. No he, fighting. He still is, right. <laughs> Calling combat sports. Uh the what? The veteran voice of the octagon bruce, bruce buffer. buffer yes he just celebrated 25 years inside the octagon and and he's a very sweet guy it's a very great story amazing yeah, story and he and i you know how i would like to connect myself oh, with people do you he, okay. he he has some big events and like he's 
one of the things he's done only once inside the octagon, he did it on my first UFC event, UFC 100. Yeah. And then UFC 103. I'll tell you later. I'll, I'll have him tell the story. All right. I would like that. Yeah. You, you much do, better. You do tend to give things away a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but it is hey, it's great. How far has that sport evolved, by the Amazing, way? Amazing, yes. Uh, really incredible stuff. We're going to talk to Bruce about that. So without any further ado, it's Lamar Stevens. Straight ahead right here on Cavs HQ. It's Cavs HQ presented by uh, Sherwin-Williams, John, and Rafa. All right, from a roster perspective with the Cavaliers, pleasant surprises. Okay, let's talk pleasant surprises. I think near the top of that list, of course, the trade, the James Harden deal, the four-team deal that brings to the Cavaliers Jared Allen and Torian Prince. I mean, that's, Mm -hmm. that's right there. You look at other roster players. I think, uh, you know, our guest here coming up, Lamar Stevens out of Penn State, in terms of coming into camp, what you expected out of a certain player, you know, it wasn't even clear if Lamar was going to make this team. He makes the team. Not only is he, you know, a rotation player with some of these injuries, but boy, he's, he has held his own quite well, and this is a freshman campaign. And that is the key thing. You know, unfortunately, injuries happen to players, but the good side about that part of the story is that there are opportunities for others who have not been seeing the minutes or have not had the opportunity to get on the court and play valuable minutes. And that was the case for Lamar Stevens. And I think his combat game was against uh, uh, the Clippers. I think he, everybody noticed the amazing ability he has to defend. Including his grandmother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we caught up with Lamar to talk to him about that. Lamar, first off, it's just great to talk to you a little bit face-to-face and get to know you. Uh, I mean, my guess is it's been a whirlwind for you. First off, welcome aboard in December. You're trying to make this team. By February, your important rotation piece. Uh, take us through what it's been like for the last uh, three months. And like I said, welcome to Northeast Ohio. I appreciate it. Uh, you know, it's been great just, you know, having this opportunity. Um, you know, I'm very grateful to, you know, to the, to the entire organization just for giving me the opportunity. Um, you know, just so crazy, you know, starting with the pandemic and just, you know, all the different things that we've had to go through with the pandemic. And then, you know, as a team, you know, just changes within the roster and injuries. So, um, you know, I, I was kind of called to play, you know, maybe a little earlier than expected. Um, but, you know, I just tried to take on that role and just try to do what's best for the team right now and just continue to find my niche and continue to find, you know, be the best player I can be to help this team, you know, reach heights that we want to reach. Well, you certainly have, and you've, you've big, been a big addition. I have to start here with you. I mean, I'm not much of a social media guy, but to me, a tweet that you had wins my vote for tweet of the, year, tweet of the season so far. <laughs> Your grandmother, after the Clippers game, for those who might not be as familiar, your grandmother, after the Clippers game, texted you and said she was proud of you. And the the gist of the tweet was, I'm I'm super proud of you. I can't believe you were defending. And as she put it, Mr. Leonard. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, my grandma, she watches every game. Karen Scott, uh, you know, we're super close. We text almost every day. She's getting a lot better at it. She's uh, new to it. her texting me that because she just started texting really it was so funny to me after the game and uh you know it just kind of made me feel better you know we lost that game but you know the most important thing is you know family and you know stuff like that so you know that text was it was just so funny and that's just you know a snapshot of how she is she's very uplifting very 
you know, just caring and, you know, it just definitely made me feel good. And I wanted to share that with the world. Did she happen to text you also about, it's kind of a good coincidence, Lamar, that your first bucket came against your childhood team. I would imagine you were a Sixers fan growing up in Philadelphia. Yes, sir. I was. Yeah. Did she yeah, she texted me. About... <laughs> yeah, she texted me after every game. She'll text me halfway through games. Uh, you know, she's definitely one of my biggest fans for sure. Here's what I want to know. Is she ever critical? Is she ever like, maybe you could have done this a little bit better, maybe that a little bit better? No, she, in her <laughs> eyes, I'm never wrong. <laughs> it's always just uplifting. You know, you look so good out there. You're so handsome, something like that, if I don't play well. <laughs> but, yeah. You, were, you know, you, you were very, I think, generous when you're talking about your road to Cleveland. But your senior year got interrupted, obviously, by the pandemic. And how difficult was it for you when you went through California for the draft workouts and all that, and then you find yourself here playing in massive minutes, important minutes for the Cavalier. But the road here has been has not been easy. You put it very lightly, but it has not been easy. <laughs> yeah, it definitely has. It. And I think um, starting from the pandemic and, you know, having school, uh, having the season get uh, cut short, it kind of uh, has taught me to be prepared for anything, you know, just, you know, stay ready so you never have to get ready. And um, I think over that time, I've learned a lot about myself and just, you know, trying to stick to that saying and stick, you know, and stick to what I believe. So uh, it hasn't been easy. And, you know, it's definitely a lot, a lot of behind the scenes work and a lot of focus and, you know, dedication that has been put into it. Um, but I've just learned so much over this time that, you know, I just, you know, I just want to be prepared for whenever, you know, my number is called. Well, you certainly have been. It's been a great story. And it's interesting. At State College, you're one of the top scorers in Nittany Lion history, right? Yes. You, and you get into the draft process. Does your mind shift have to change a little bit as you prepare and try to latch on with one of these teams? Yeah, I mean, because I think this past year was definitely the best year that I was having in my four years. So when the season ended, it was like, you know, it, it, it hurt a little bit because, you know, you just give your all to a program for four years but, you know, I, you know, having my mom and my dad and my family in my corner, uh, it just helped me like, you know what, it is what it is. You have to celebrate, you know, the good things that you accomplished at the school and not just look at, you know, just the season getting cut short because we did do a lot of really good things at Penn State that I am proud of. So um, it was, you know, it was definitely difficult at first, you know, just trying to get out of that mode like, damn, I can't believe the season is cut short. Can't believe I won't play in the tournament and stuff like that. But, um, you know, you just got to do what you had to do. And the pandemic has taught us so much and I've learned a lot. And I just, you know, had to flip that switch onto pro getting ready to be a pro. How about in terms of the role that you might be playing at the NBA level, as opposed yeah. to the collegiate level? Oh yeah. I mean, that's been a huge difference as well, because at Penn state, I was really, you know, the scorer. I was the, you know, the guy who was, you know, looked at to put the ball in the basket every single night um, here. I didn't know what my role was going to be, um, but I just knew I wanted to come in and control everything that I could control. And I know I can play hard on defense and just, you know, bring that energy and be tough and physical. So I wanted that to, you know, carry the rest of my game. And just so I was just really focused in on that. And I think that's kind of, the, you know, the niche that coach liked out of me, just the fact that I can I really try to get after it on defense and the energy I bring into the game.
this is the opportunity for everybody, what the Cavs fan, the, the millions of viewers that we have on Cavs HQ and listeners, Lamar, to get to know you, Lamar. You mentioned about important things that you did at, at Penn State, and obviously, you know, you were a two-time first-team All-Big Ten, but also you're an author, a book writer, a, a yeah. children's <laughs> book writer for that, for that matter. And can you tell us a little bit about how Lamar's climb came to life? And I think the most beautiful thing about this is that the, the, it was it was drawn by children with disabilities so you included children with disabilities that gave them a, a, purpose, a real good I think experience in life but tell us a little bit about the book and how, how it came about yeah so uh, over my four years at Penn State we're so big in uh, community service and just constantly and that was something Coach Chambers always preached like you know when you're in this position you always have to you know give back and be you know a pillar in the community and somebody that you know, that is seen and doesn't believe that he's above anybody else. Um, and I think we really took pride in that. We, we participated in a lot of things like uh, Special Olympics um, and, the, and this thing called the Buddy Walk. And over my time, I developed a great relationship with a bunch of different kids from all over um, that have disabilities. And, you know, the idea was brought to me uh, through our social media guy, uh, PJ Mullen, and with set, uh, six kids that I really have, you know, developed a great relationship with. And I thought it was awesome. Um, and I, I just definitely took that opportunity. And I thought, you know, the love I had for them and the love they had for me, it was a perfect combination and kind of just my way to give back to the community and a way for them that they were able to, when the book got released, they were able to go to half court and, you know, ha had the whole crowd cheer for them. And I think that was definitely the best experience of my life, just seeing those, that smile on their faces when, they, when the book got um, acknowledged and released. So it was definitely a special moment for me. My favorite part was when you were signing autographs with some of them before one of the Penn State games. Like you could see, what you, like you said, the smile on their face. I have an idea. Yeah. You know, maybe now Lamar's Climb was a book of geography on the state of Pennsylvania and your route. From, Penn, from Philadelphia to State College, you know, where, where yep. Penn State is. How about we do a book now with kids here from, from Northeast Ohio and call it Lamar Still Climbing because <laughs> you're out. Yeah. You're up from State College to Cleveland, took Absolutely. you all the way out west and back to, to Northeast Ohio. So I think it would be great to do that. Absolutely. I would love to do that. I, I had so much fun doing that. And, you know, I, I want to continue to build those relationships. So, I'm, I, that's, that's something I'm definitely have been looking into and want to definitely get going as soon as possible. I'll get, I'll make it, I'll, I'll make it happen, man. Let's do it. Let's <laughs> do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm ready. <laughs> Before we let you go, Lamar, part of Lamar is still climbing is that you find yourself out there on the, on the court, making your NBA debut. Did, did you have a welcome to the NBA moment or when you were taking the floor for the first time or when you were guarding Mr. Leonard? Did you say, oh I'm guarding Mr. Leonard. I'm guarding Mr. Tumbo yeah. right now. Uh, yeah. Any of those moments here over the first couple of months? Honestly, my welcome to the moment, uh, NBA moment, may have come yesterday when I was with Jamal Murray. Uh, I felt like, you know, he might have he gotten me uh, a couple of times yesterday. Uh, when he, I felt like he just kind of went unconscious. Um, but I think that was actually my first welcome to the to the league moment. Uh, no, honestly, yeah. Where, well, where do you get when you came out the first time for the first game? Where do you get the butterflies? Is it on the drive in? Is it when you get to the locker room? Is it when the anthem starts playing? I know this year is <laughs> different yeah. with fewer fans, but where yeah. where does uh, you do the most? Honestly, I'm gonna be honest. The first game that I think. Well, um, 
I think it came literally when he called my name because I didn't play like four <laughs> games before that. So I was like, <laughs> I'm probably not going to play today. <laughs> and, uh, and when he said it, I was like, Oh, all right. Like, <laughs> but, um, you know, from there, I definitely think it was the first time it was definitely there. And from then I just, you know, I felt comfortable. I, I really haven't gotten them as much anymore. I just try to go out and, you know, I've, I've done it before. So I just, you know, continue to just try to be confident and, you know, just believe in the work that I put in. Well, I'll tell you what, man, you belong here. We're all rooting for you, and we're happy that you're getting the opportunity to to show what you can do, what you've been working for so hard Thank in you. real minutes that count, I think, and, and you've been an asset to us, and, and we just can't wait to keep to – can't wait for the book. Lamar's still climbing. I think that's going to be a bestseller. It's man. coming. It's coming. <laughs> I appreciate you, though. Thank you so much. Hey, thank you, Lamar. Keep up the great work. Take Will care. Do. Thank you. Quality human, isn't he? And he's become a big part of this basketball team. And he's the type of guy you want to root for. Yeah, you want to him for. to do excellent. And not only that, but he, we, him and I are going to be co-authors oh, of right. a new book. So, you know, hey, you got to like the guy. Yeah, now, I don't like his chances anymore for his career. <laughs> Spiraling downward yeah. once, he, once he partners with you. Lamar is still climbing. Write yes. it down. That's the next, that's the next Lamar book. Lamar was climbing until he met Rafa. That'll be the third and final book. <laughs> In the series, but uh, yeah, you know he's going to continue to work hard yeah. uh, on a two-way deal right now. And uh, like I said, he's, he's a big part of this rotation considering the injuries and everything else. One of those players like Damian Dotson, where mm -hmm. earlier in the season the Cavs were without a single healthy point guard. He had to fill in at a position that he had basically never played since high school, Damian Dotson. Did it quite well, carried the Cavs through a rough stretch. Lamar's doing virtually the same thing. I mean, the Cavs now without basically a power forward for a long stretch of time, including Torian Prince, who had filled into that position. And Lamar and a couple of the other natural threes have been playing that 2-3-4 type role uh, coming off the bench, and the Cavs certainly have needed him. And not only that, John, he comes in and guards the best player yep. on the other side. I mean, that is, the, that is the great part of the story, and he's up for the challenge, and we're rooting for him big time. And I think his job now for the Cavs not only is as a two-way player to help his teammates in practice, now he got to come in and, and he, I mean, he's the second, third guy of the bench yeah. for, for J.B. Bickerstaff. No question. Certainly a pleasure to have around. We're going to step away. More Cavs HQ right after this. Welcome you back inside the depths of Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse as Cavs HQ presented by Sherwood-Williams continues. So uh, against Oklahoma City, yeah, Jared Allen, what a night. I mean, you know, we were talking a little bit about pleasant surprises earlier in this show. And, and I mean, this guy, I mean, he hasn't had a bad game since he's come to Northeast Ohio. You know, he stepped into the starting lineup for the Cavaliers and basically just taken off. Uh, what a huge night against Oklahoma City as Jarrett went for a career-high 26 points, grabbed 17 rebounds, nine of which came on the offensive glass. And, oh, by the way, didn't miss a shot. 11 for 11 for the NBA's field goal percentage leader just a, 
I mean, he just does his job night in and night out. And the amazing thing about it, John, is that he does his other work as well. He's not just about making the shots or getting getting the dunks. I think he had six or seven dunks last night, but he also helps up in the top of the key with the screens, with the pick and roll. And I love the fact that he finishes with authority. Every time Everything's he's around strong. the basket, yeah. there's no way you're, you're either fouling him or he's stuffing the ball in the basket. Well, you talk about that two-way play. He blocked three shots yeah. in the same game, and he altered a handful of others. So, you know, again, at both ends of the floor, this guy's patrolling the paint. Not surprisingly, became the first player in Cavs history to have a 25-15 and 15 game while having a perfect field goal percentage. Became only the fifth player in the last 40 seasons no. to do that. Listen to these names. Dwight Howard, Dikembe Mutombo, Calvin Natt, and Mitch Kupchak were the only other players to have a 25-15 game, have a perfect night from the field in the last 40 NBA seasons. And I'm not a person to take credit for other people's work, <laughs> but you know he was a guest before the game yes, for yes. the new podcast of the Cavaliers, the Wine and Gold Radio, with, with the founder of, of Cavs.com, Joe Gabriel, Joe G. the Wolf. He was, you and I were, were hosting it, and I, I told him about the new nickname that I have given him in the Spanish broadcast. It's Patrulla Juvenil, which is Mod Squad. You're mm -hmm. too young to remember that show. He loved the nickname. He did. He loved He's the too nickname. young to remember that show, too. But. <laughs> yeah, no, he doesn't know. He just loved the <laughs> right, idea behind right. it. He loved it. And he went on and went. Less than 48 hours later. <laughs> He has a perfect, I mean, the guy had a perfect game. I mean, that's ba basketball is equivalent of a perfect game. You don't talk about it again. We just talked about Lamar Stevens. For those of you who joined us late, we just had Lamar as a guest in our last segment. But, I mean, engaging, likable, right from the onset. I mean, guys, we didn't even know last season. Lamar, a rookie, Jared comes over in the trade, and, uh, boy, he's fun to talk to. But, but it's amazing how his personality off the court does not match <laughs> – the, right. the violent ability. Yeah, right. he's such a sweetheart. Yeah. Off the court. And then inside, he knows he wants to put the ball in the basket. And it's amazing. I love the fact that, again, I, and I repeat this, but he does everything right. And and JB Bickerstaff said it. He's the guy that knows his role. He knows what to do. But when it's time to finish, John, he, he, he puts yeah. it up there. And we'll let people listen to Wine and Gold Radio. But, I mean, he said that he hustled home from practice just to watch the Mars landing. Yeah. All what? All eight hours <laughs> oh, of it or yeah. something like that? I mean, <laughs> And volunteer These are the kind of hard-hitting things that we talked about on Wine and Gold Radio. And volunteer himself in case there's human travel right. oh, to, yes. to Mars. <laughs> not during his career. He, spe you know, he clarified. He said, not of during course. my career. It takes 203 days to get there. It's going to take a while. I'm not going <laughs> to take some time off. But afterwards, Amazing just, yeah, just yeah. a treat to talk to a boy who's been a treat on the floor for this team as well. Back with more after this on Cavs HQ. We are back here on Cavs HQ. Well, as the Cavs strive to be champions both on the court and in the community, the Cavs are proud to support local nonprofit organizations through the weekly 50-50 raffles presented by Oswald. This week's raffle benefits the Cavs Community Foundation. For complete 50-50 raffle details and to purchase your 50-50 raffle ticket, visit Cavs.com slash raffle. Thank you, Cavs fans, for being the diff in our community. Cavs in the Community is brought to you by Discount Drug Mart. We'll be right back with the co-founder of Knocking Point Wines, Andrew Harding, with more Cavs HQ presented by Sherwin-Williams.
what a pleasure it is to welcome the co-founder of Knocking Point Wines, Andrew Harding, to join us, uh, the official wine of the Cleveland Cavaliers. Andrew, we're, we're thrilled, A, about this partnership, but some of the things that you have going on thrill us as well. Let's start with Cavs Cab. All right, February 17th, made its debut. Take us through it, and I understand my partner on the TV said Austin Carr had a little bit to do with uh, the selection process, didn't he? Yeah, of course he did. Thanks for having me. So uh, Cavs Cab uh, came out February 17th. It's our first collaboration with Cleveland Cavaliers. We're super proud of that partnership, obviously, for a variety of reasons. Uh, but yeah, AC, AC uh, he got to be the resident sommelier and uh, do <laughs> yeah. some blending on that one for sure. <laughs> but that's how we do it. You know, Knocking Point is a passion project of mine from back in the day in my hometown of Walla Walla, Washington, which is a is a uh, wine town for those of you who who haven't heard of it. I left back in the late 90s for college. There were about 15 or 20 wineries. Now there's close to 200. Um, and so we we take a little bit of a different approach to winemaking. We we uh, make wines that that have a unique story and a and a purpose behind each one. And I think that that you know Cab's Cab fits that fits that whole theme perfectly. And so AC he got to drink some wine with us. He got to taste through a bunch of blends. And the final blend, Cavs Cab, is is AC's pick. You got That's it. That's what I want to hear a little bit more about. Take me yeah. through how that selection process took place. I wish I was there. I wish we had a camera. Yeah. That, yeah. I mean, to the see question is, like, oh, I love that. The, That's the, the question I, I is, <laughs> how many bottles do you have to send AC to actually come out with the Cavs Cab? <laughs> He was actually easy. You know, I mean, this is our process for, for all of our wines. You know, we, we uh, launch a new collaboration every single month, whether it's with a celebrity or an actor or a brand or a partner. Um, and sometimes we'll go through, you know, rounds of like 10 bottles at a time. And obviously not one person, you know, hammering those down or anything. But uh, he was easy. AC was easy. I think we sent out four different wines um, with the intention of letting him blend and stuff. And he tasted the one that's in the bottle. And he goes, oh. Oh yeah, that's it. So you know, he was he was a slam dunk. He was easy. I love your connection with sports. You touched on it a little bit. But yeah. What led to that idea? I think it's a brilliant idea. I mean, it's something you see with other products a lot, not so much with wine. Yeah. What what you know launched that for you guys? How did you get into that business and, and yeah. what is it right now? There are a couple things that that kind of led us in that direction. First and foremost, I played I played baseball through college. My sister played tennis. She She's the GM up there in, you know, Walla Walla. So, you know, from the time we were five years old or six years old through about 23, we didn't do anything besides, you know, work out and do sports and train and travel. Um, so that was always just, you know, in our uh, DNA. And then my um, uh, business partner, Stephen Amell, who's an actor, is also an athlete, right? I mean, he, he played sports growing up through high school. And if you saw him, he was on he was on uh, Ninja Warrior, the American Ninja Warrior, and he won the thing, right? You know, the 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 obstacle course show, and he, he's a stud. He can, you know, he, he's a crazy athlete. And then Lonnie Paxton, who's our head of partnerships, who I think you guys met on a previous Zoom, he played for the Patriots for 10 years, and he won three rings with them, right? So we, we have kind of this, like, sports-minded team that happens to like wine a lot, too. And so in sort of watching the wine space and sports for years, I never saw a, a, a single wine brand plant their flag in sports. Yeah, we're the official wine of sports. We're going for it. It's fun. We're here at the Cavs. We're used to trailing, you know, blazing the trail. So it, it's fine for everybody to follow. And, yeah. and because we have uh, Knocking Point Wines be their official wine. But yeah. you mentioned stories, Andrew, and yeah. we picked one of your wines, you know, because of the pandemic, everybody was hit hard by it. 
we finally got back to the studios at the end of December when we got back to the season. And, and, and FU 2020 yeah. was one of the wines that we picked up to kind of like, yeah. I guess not only drink what everybody was thinking, but also to enjoy a little wine. Can you yeah. tell us a story about FU 2020 and where it's gone now with 2021 yeah. here? Yeah, exactly. So FU 2020 was something that I personally came up with. I was actually with my family at the beach in Malibu just for a day trip out there just to get out of the house. Um, and I was walking down the beach and I was scrolling Instagram earlier and I noticed this hashtag FU 2020 and I kept seeing, seeing you know, actors or, or celebrities or whoever saying FU 2020, but actually saying it out loud, the full thing. Um, and <laughs> it hit me. It's like, you know what? The, the timing, I believe, was about August. And I said to myself, I was like, you know what, why don't we create kind of this, this, this celebratory bottle of sparkling wine for the end of the year that really just puts a bow on this, on this, this epic, terrible year, <laughs> right? <laughs> and what a better thing to call it than FU 2020. And so I immediately told my wife, Jen, and she was like, that's brilliant. I think people will love it. I, I called Steve and my business partner. And he's like, yes, yes, yes. And I told, told some other uh, team uh, members and and everybody was like yeah let's go and so we did it and it's one of those things where you don't necessarily know how it'll do uh, so we made three thousand cases of it which is thirty six thousand bottles um, and hoped that it would last us until the holidays and we sold out of it by December first um, and so you know it was one of those messages that I think people were looking for right at, at the end of twenty twenty it was a way to really just kind of <laughs> put twenty twenty in in the rear view and send it off with a little celebration. <laughs> Um, and so, yeah, we, we have some, some similarly themed, uh, sparkling wines that are out right now, actually, um, that, that, that are sort of a nod to 2020 being behind us and being more hopeful for a better 2021 as well. So there you go. Great stuff. And it's good wine too, by the way. It, excellent. <laughs> uh, hey, Andrew, before we let you go now, for those, you know, fans finally are getting back into Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse, getting back into NBA arenas where they belong you guys will be there too coming up, right? Correct. Yeah. So we're going to start off with Cavs Cab here very soon. And then you're going to see a series of wines that are sports themed. They're going to be in um, sort of a different type of packaging too, but still ultra premium wines. We're never going to sacrifice quality ever. Right. Uh, but yeah, you're going to see a series of sports themed wines coming out, you know, that, that will start out in rocket mortgage Fieldhouse first. And then, you know, uh, at some point in time, we'll end up in 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 some other arenas, but our hearts in in you know Cleveland to begin with for sure for all this stuff. So you guys are helping us get into the sports space. You guys are are the the you know launching pad for all this stuff. We appreciate that forever, absolutely. What a great partnership! You know, knocking point the official line of the Cavs. It's fun to get behind a group that has a vision and a group that's yeah. and a group that I think gets a lot of the things that the Cavs are trying to do as well. So Andrew. Welcome aboard. Always terrific to talk to you and continue good luck. We'll stay in touch. Thank you, fellas. So Andrew Harding, Cavs Cab. Delicious. I recommend it. And if you guys want to take some, taste it, you got you can go to cabswine.com and you can actually purchase the first ever uh, what is it called? Collaboration between Knocking Point and the Cleveland Cavaliers and Senor Cavalier Austin Carr. <laughs> More to come, Cavswine.com. Very tasty. Up next. The veteran voice yes. of the Octagon. You like UFC, you know this guy, Bruce Buffer, right here on Cavs HQ. That's straight ahead.
are back on Cavs HQ. John Michael alongside Rafa Hernandez Brito. Uh, I've been waiting for this segment. Yeah, me I too. I can't wait to talk to this guy. I had to use a lot of favors because I, I, this is one of the guys that I always admire from when I started working right. UFC events back in, I don't, I don't, I God knows I remember. He was there way before I was. But this is the, the kind of guy that gets you ready, bruises, to get you ready to, for, for the main event and for the whole night. Yeah, we are we are gonna bring in now Bruce Buffer. You wanna talk about a guy who gets you hyped. I mean, as if you weren't as if you weren't fired up enough already for these events, uh, as we welcome Bruce into the show. Uh, the veteran voice of the Octagon. First things first, Bruce, congratulations on your twenty-fifth year as the veteran voice of the Octagon. Thanks for joining us here today. Oh, thanks very much. I appreciate it. It's a, it's an amazing I don't wanna call it an accomplishment as much as a journey. It's just been incredible, and um, it just it goes by so fast, guys. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Let me ask you about that journey. I mean, the evolution of the sport in those 25 years has been incredible. I mean, it's been breathtaking in terms of so many things, the popularity, the rules, the, the athletes themselves. What has this ride been like for you as you harken back 25 years ago to the beginnings of this sport? You know, when I first saw the UFC, it was UFC 6 in Casper, Wyoming. Um, and it was the uh, it, the introduction of Tank Abbott at that show. And I was a spectator then because I had I had arranged my brother Michael, the legendary, you know, let's get ready to run with right. boxing, whom I managed for 30 years, uh, to do the show. And Michael's jaw hit the floor watching it. You know, of course, he knows fighting like anybody. But I know that style of fighting. I've been in martial arts since I was 12. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is my world. This is amazing. <laughs> but... It was a spectacle, okay? It was a spectacle back then, which has now become a mainstream sport thanks to the powers that be, Dana White, everybody, even going all the way back to when the rules were set some six years after they started, uh, more refining of the sport. So I was able to see this whole evolutionary process, and it's just been amazing. I mean, we were the fastest growing pay-per-view at one point, and then we became like 1,500 people in the stands, lucky to be seen on pay-per-view because we were taken off in demand. You all know the story. And we hit rock bottom. Dana White and the Vertitas brought us out. We made Spike TV. Spike TV made us. Uh, the finale <laughs> of that first Ultimate Fighter with Forrest and, and uh, Griffin and uh, Bonner, Stephen Bonner. Just, it was kismet. It was total kismet. And when you think about the fact that Lorenzo Vertita wanted Dana White to find a buyer for the UFC, you know, just a few years after they bought it, because they were $44 million in the hole, give or take. To suddenly come out and become the monster being sold for 4.2 billion the biggest sale of any sports franchise in america it's it's an unbelievable cinderella story it's amazing it's but amazing it's all about passion it's all about passion i stick with it with passion and let's face it dana white's a half billionaire multi multi whatever air you know all the money in the world yet he still gets in there and gets everything done never stopping you just can't that kind of maverick businessman you can't create. You, they're hard to find. They come along once in you know every ten years, give or take. It's unbelievable. I discovered I discovered UFC Bruce when I was when I think it was like UFC seventy seven or something like that. A friend of mine said, "Hey, come by. Let's watch the fight." The first event I worked was on USC 100, and I wanted to ask you about this because not only was the first milestone for the for the franchise, but also it was the first, and I believe last time you pulled the UFC, the, the Bruce Buffer 360. <laughs> Have you done it ever since? I've done it, but not in the octagon. Okay. Where I, where I jump up in the air and spin around. I mean, I, again, I've been a martial artist since I was 12. I can throw every kick you can imagine, but or ask me to, but 
that was a I was goaded into that for six to eight months from Joe Rogan and the fans. He he did this video saying, Well, you do the 180, you do the 90, can you what do you do? And I said, Well, I could do a 360. And lo and behold, I did it, and boom, it happened. And um that night went perfectly. That was six to eight months that culminated in one turn into Brock Lesnar. And if I didn't do it at that moment, I know the internet was gonna have fun with my name on that. I got it. That was my christening to the UFC because there's definitely, you are such a big part of why people experience the UFC live and, and come out of there like, I want to go to another event. I was amazed when the first couple of events I cover, the people waiting in line to get into the arena when they have ticketed numbers. They have ticketed, you know, number seats, but the people waiting in line hours before the event to get in. And the first fight I ever called for UFC in Espanol was in Portland, UFC 103, and you again did something that amazed me and I still remember when you vow to Randy Couture, and I, I'm telling you, talk about jaw dropping. I remember watching Noguera and Couture grabbing each other with the left hand behind the neck and punching with the other one. And I didn't know if it was bones in the face or, bo or, or, no, or bones in the knuckles that were crackling. <laughs> you know, that whole night experience, I've only bowed to two fighters. One was Randy, who has a pedigree a mile long, the former, the former, the former, the <laughs> UFC Hall of Fame, blah, 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 blah. So much fun to announce. And then recently this year, I vowed to Anderson Silva mm -hmm. because I know it's going to be his last fight in the octagon. And let's face it, he deserved the bow. Yeah, no question about it. I, I, and you must have been asked this a number of times, but it, it, I'm so curious about this. You have seen... I mean, uh, not only some of the greatest fights in UFC history, pretty much all of the greatest fights in UFC history. What stands out and why? Is there is there one or two fights or one or two moments where even today you can't believe that you were there to witness that? There's so many moments. Yeah. When you realize that I've announced close to 1,000 UFC events, sure we're on uh, 2.59 coming up, but you got to realize all the top finales, the other ultimate fight nights, it adds up to like a thousand shows. And when you deal with 12, 14 fights a show, that right. announced 10,000 plus UFC fights. Very hard, very hard to choose one. I just can tell you examples of many, because every time I think I've seen the greatest fight, three months later, <laughs> the greatest fight happens again. Yeah. That's the beauty of the UFC. You know, yeah. it never gets tiring. But you go to these great battles that Randy had in the old days with Vitor Belford and um, Pedro Hizzo and even uh, Chuck Liddell and Tito, Tito and Shamrock, all these big nights that happen again in this evolutionary process. Just unbelievable. And look at the fights that we had in the last year. Yeah, It's mind boggling, you know? It's amazing. But I want to take you back to another big event. You, I think it was UFC 129, Jake Shields against George St. Pierre. Oh, yeah. <laughs> another memorable night. Share the story with our audience because I think it is amazing how not only what happened to you that night, but that you went through it and, and, and finished <laughs> the night. Listen, I've done this show with a busted, busted up back, one leg, you know, uh, 104 degree fever laryngitis, you name it, but I don't tell you, okay? I have to go out there and perform. The fighters are putting their lives on the line. I can get my job done. But what happened that night was, you know that I enjoy playing poker, okay? Mm -hmm. I love poker. So the, the week before I was in a poker tournament and I rolled my ankle in a break in the poker tournament and I could not stand on my leg until Thursday of that week before oh, Saturday of the biggest UFC in history. <laughs> yes. In seven hours, 55,000 seats sold out at the Rogers Arena, right? So now I'm going in, I finally can stand, I'm working on adrenaline, I'm jumping, I'm turning, I'm doing everything. Now we're down to the final event. It's, it's George St. Pierre and Jake Shields. I get into George's face like I normally do. I'm in his corner, I'm doing my thing. George, as I go, George, 
he he lunges out, which he always does. And I bunny hop back a foot and a half or two, which I always do when George lunges out. But when I bunny hop back, I wasn't even thinking about my ankle. My ankle landed and wobbled. And when it wobbled, my knee exploded. And I severed my ACL, like a football player severs their ACL or a soccer player. So I severed my ACL, and it was the loudest George Rush St. Pierre ever. Like, George Rush St. Pierre! (laughs) I was like, ah, jeez. Right? And I I land my foot down, and I'm, like, walking over to the referee. I think it was Herb Dean, and I'm putting my microphone up under his arm. But it was walking over. My knee's going like this. And I've got my face on, you know, my face off face, right? But inside, I'm saying, oh, my God, I think I blew my knee, right? <laughs> and then I get out of the octagon, and big John McCarthy goes, Buff, I think you just blew your ACL because oh, I hopped down on one leg. And then Stitch, this cut man, comes over, and I pull my pant leg up. He puts an ice bag on my knee. What's wrong with that picture, guys? These two warriors are going into battle, and the announcer's got an ice bag <laughs> on his ACL. Let's finish with a, with, on a good note. I know you also announced Beer Pong World Series, and the biggest questions I have is for our audience – how do we get Bruce Buffer to announce a wedding or a childbirth? Or I know you've done like wild stuff, right? I do wild stuff. You know, I, I'm on that cameo app that everybody hears about. It's, I do a ton of cameos every day. I think I got six to film after the interview. But at BruceBuffer.com, a couple years ago on Christmas, I just started like for small fee, like $99, and I give a lot of the money to charity, children, animal, military charities. Um, and we did a special for the fans for audio and, and more for a video in front of a green screen. And um, we just got inundated with orders. And then we started getting these thank you notes and they were actually bringing tears to our eyes. My partner, Kristen, and I was like, oh, my God, it's like we, we're really making these people happy. So I kept it up. I haven't changed the prices in two or three years. It's all the same. Go to BruceBuffer.com, and then I did Michael Bisbing's wedding, and it went viral. <laughs> and suddenly now I'm doing weddings every week, birthing babies, you know, coming out now. Yeah. <laughs> and I love what you did with Uriah Favor, by the way, with the, with oh, the, yeah, with yeah, the Christmas yeah. present. Yeah, that was amazing. That was that was a lot of fun. You know, I, I, I'm the first one to say I'll have fun doing anything. I'm self. I'm just totally being self-deprecating. I'll make fun of myself, whether it's a Geico commercial or or a Manscaped commercial I did last year or whatever. <laughs> Listen, I just like having fun. I love what I do, and uh, I love entertaining people. It's always, it's just been a love. I, I never thought I'd become a cheerleader, and I became the ultimate cheerleader. I, <laughs> well, believe me, Bruce, it comes right through the television. Thank you for everything that you've done uh, you. in terms of the Octagon. Thank you for joining us. It was great catching up with you for a few we minutes. And you, man. Yes, we bow to you. We bow to you. <laughs> This will be coming to Canada soon. My new bourbon, Puncher's Chance. Oh, there you go. Very yeah, nice. There you go. That away. Get the plug in. Got to get the plug in. Get the plug in. This is, <laughs> we got a 9.5 test rating from the rating board. It's one of the highest rated bourbons in America. I what, like it. what is it going to be called? It, Puncher's uh, Chance. Puncher's Chance. Oh, right. I can't Pure wait to Kentucky try it out. Bourbon. Amazingly delicious. And we're working on coming into Canada later this year. We're already all over the States. We're breaking records. We're selling like crazy. It's awesome. Of course. Just like everything else. (laughs) Hey, thanks, Bruce. We appreciate it. Thank you, man. Guys, thanks very much. And thanks for you. You know, it's people like you that keep this sport going. So I want to commend you. Okay. Thank you. Thanks a lot. We appreciate it. Take care. Bruce Buffer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I'm going to order. I'm going to have him do the the intro for Catholic Q. Okay, I'm sure. I'm sure our boss will pay for the. Will, will pay <laughs> I, for I, the our budget apparently is. Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> what do you say? Ninety nine bucks? Yeah. Actually, that's probably over our budget. Yeah. Too. That's probably too much. He's an amazing guy. Yeah, I mean, he, he literally. I, I know we we came to the UFC event here in in in, in Cleveland at, at, at the Fieldhouse, but he literally brings up the emotion. Oh yeah, and and makes people really want the guy to get on the octagon. Yeah, and you can see why the yeah. expectations for that segment were high, and I believe they were exceeded. Okay, good, great, yeah. good. <laughs> great to meet Bruce Buff. We'll be back to wrap things up. We talk about everything on this show. Back to wrap things up right after this on Cavs HQ. We're back as we wrap things up here on Cavs HQ. All-Star break right around the corner, and soon we are going to find out the second half NBA schedule. It's coming up pretty soon, John, but I think the amazing part is that we made it through the first half with a lot of hiccups. I don't think there were many teams that were not affected, and then on top of that, the storm in the Texas area, but hey... We get into the All-Star break, enjoy a few days off, and back to finish it off. Three games overall postponed, the, the pair of games with Washington, and of course the Cavs had a game replaced. Uh, missed uh-huh. the Spurs game, but got the Nuggets game in, so we shall see what the second half schedule has in store. That will do it for us here on Cavs HQ. He's Rafa, I'm John. Until next time, so long everyone. Adios. Cavs HQ was brought to you by Sherwin-Williams, the official paint and coatings partner of the Cleveland Cavaliers. And by Huntington. If you need guidance on your money right now, talk to Huntington. Welcome.